Talking with T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage its listeners with trending news, hot topics, current events, real issues, interesting interviews, new music, and much more. Now, here's T spilling the tea in five, four, three, two, one. Greetings, listeners. You're back where it's at, and it's time to chat. We hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of what you need to know to stay educated, empowered, and of course, entertained. This is Tanisha Baker bringing you another edition of what you shouldn't be missing. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T. It's May 11th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, Black China, football player Cam Newton, and Minister Louis Farrakhan. Today on the national calendar is National Eat What You Want Day, National Twilight Zone Day, and National Women's Checkup Day. The theme this month is survive and thrive. You will defeat setbacks. You will move past challenges and climb over hurdles. You will survive adversity. Think about all the times you questioned if you would make it and yet here you are. In order to appreciate getting up, you got to know what it was like to fall down. But you will rise. And as you rise, reach high and don't just settle for the survival, but find the will to thrive as well. Be that person you're meant to be. Chase that dream that is yours. Life doesn't get better by chance. It gets better by change. And we often evolve through struggles. You are more than who you were. You are what you need. Don't just survive, but thrive. Smash Professional Cleaning Service is offering a two-hour wipe-me-down special. Smiles offer cleaning and disinfectant services for commercial and residential properties. If your environment is dirty, no need to worry. Call Smiles at 865-455-2312. No job is too big, no job is too small. Together, we can help stop the spread of COVID-19. Call to get your quote today. Smiles Professional Cleaning Services at 865-455-2312. Make note, I'm always looking to share and highlight music from rising artists, and I look forward to more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. Help me celebrate people making good choices and doing good work while contributing to our community. Also, be sure to subscribe to Talking With T Daily, our online newspaper for your daily scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about. Keep it where it's at after we hear this track is trending news and hot topics. I'm bringing to you Ride or Die by Knoxville's own Maurice, a.k.a. Mo Nasty. Have you ever had that? One girl, you know, the one that's always been down for you. You ride or die. You know, I mean, the one that never left your side. No matter what you done put her through. Well, I'ma tell you about mine. More nasty, baby.
My shawty, you've been down for me. owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs. Why not build your brand on Talking With T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. Put your ears on blast. This will go real fast as we cover today's quick bits. I want to start by celebrating Massachusetts high school senior Roberta Hanna, who is an aspiring medicinal chemist and got accepted into all eight Ivy League schools. On Ivy Day, a day where Ivy League institutions released their admissions decisions online, Hannah found out that she was accepted to Columbia University, Brown University, Cornell University, Harvard University, Princeton University, Dartmouth College, Yale University, and the University of Pennsylvania. I'm also happy to share that the owner of Co-op Caribbean Fusion out of Detroit joined with other chefs and they collectively used the kitchen at Horatio Williams Foundation, which is a nonprofit focused on youth development, to prepare meals for individuals living in homeless shelters. They served the meals Monday through Friday to nearly 400 people a day, totaling over 20,000 meals. This is evidence that we are stronger together. Norfolk State University students were happy Saturday when singer and producer Pharrell Williams was the surprise commencement speaker at their virtual graduation. We have recently lost three legends. First, we learned of the passing of Little Richard, who died at the age of 87 on Sunday, May 3rd. Little Richard broke musical style and barriers as he is considered one of the founding fathers of rock and roll, gifting us with timeless hits like Tutti Frutti and Good Golly Miss Molly. And then 59-year-old music executive Andre Harrell died of congestive heart failure. Reports said he was known for discovering and developing talent. He got his start as one of the two members of the rap group, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and then became vice president of Def Jam Records before becoming general manager. The outpouring of love from the music industry showed just how far reaching he was, and he will be missed by many. On Sunday, May 10th, the soulful R&B singer Betty Wright, famous for songs like The Cleanup Woman, Tonight is the Night and No Pain, died at the age of 66. Comedian Kevin Hart announced that he and his pregnant wife, Aniko Hart, will be having a baby girl. Hart currently has a daughter, Heaven, who is 15, and two sons, Kenzo, age 2, and Hendrix, age 12. A Memphis teen set to graduate was killed during a drive through shooting at McDonald's. Her friends said they pulled up to the drive through window 
when a silver and gray sedan pulled up and started shooting. Her best friend said they didn't even know they were shooting at their car. They just heard gunshots and ducked down. This is a very sad story. As is the pattern, each week during this time, I'll provide a few COVID updates. COVID cases top 4 million worldwide. And as of May 10th, more than 1.3 million cases have been confirmed in the U.S. And there have been more than 70,000 deaths. New York Governor Cuomo said that 521 people were hospitalized with the disease on Saturday and 207 died. He feels they are right back where they started. And that's a scary thought. There is a cluster of coronavirus cases in California that have been traced back to someone coughing at a birthday party. Economic recovery will be slow and impactful. We may have hit the peak of the spread of the coronavirus, but we are just scratching the surface of the financial setbacks. Record-breaking numbers are filing for unemployment and layoffs are continuing. Even as restrictions are relaxed, joblessness soars. I read that in just over a month, the coronavirus has wiped out all of the job gains since the Great Recession. Airbnb laid off 1,900 employees. Airlines said they are facing major staff reductions. Democratic senators, however, pushed for Americans to receive monthly checks in the amount of $2,000 as we continue to fight the pandemic. Law enforcement is investigating after a man was spotted in Santee, California, wearing a Ku Klux Klan hood over his head while grocery shopping. Now, I guess this was his idea of acceptable coverage during this COVID crisis, but no. They said the area has been overrun with white supremacists and skinhead activity for many years. The incident was disturbing for customers and store staff who had asked him to remove it, but he refused. I want to lift up in our thoughts and prayers those who have suffered abuse and neglect during the safe at home orders, which are not so safe for many. I also want to continue the acknowledgement and to express our gratitude to those essential workers and those on the front lines of fighting COVID-19. Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM, just the best every day. All right, listeners, it's that time in the show where we review trending news. And today I have none other than our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam. And we're going to start off talking about one of the most trending stories in the news today, which involves Ahmaud Aubrey, a young, unarmed black man who was gunned down. So here are the details of what happened as we have tried to piece it together from several media sources. Back in February, 25-year-old Ahmaud Aubrey was jogging in Brunswick, Georgia. Two white men chased him, saying that they thought he was someone else involved in a burglary and they were making a citizen's arrest. Then they shot and killed Ahmad in what they claimed to be self-defense. So one question right off the bat is how could he have initiated the incident if they were chasing him while he was out minding his own business? It took months for the father and son duo I'm calling them cold-blooded killers to be arrested. 
The father was a former investigator with the local DA's office. His name was Gregory McMichael, age 64. His son was Travis McMichael, age 34. They have now been arrested and their bond denied. I think this is largely due to the public attention toward this case. This has been described as a modern-day lynching, and as the mother of a black son, I can't tell you how this hurt my heart. It took many of us back to the pain of Trayvon Martin. Ahmaud's birthday was this past Friday, and many people took the opportunity to go for a run in his memory. Pam, I'm going to turn this over to you for some additional updates or thoughts. I really just can't get my mind together around this right now. I know I can't even have been the mother of four young black men, mm-hmm. and one of them, my oldest son, Kyrus, he runs quite frequently, several times a week. So it just makes me be even more cautious to things that can happen just by simply doing things you do every day. And then I was reading another report today from another angle of another surveillance camera where Ahmad was just looking at a house they were building and looking inside of it. And I think about me and my mother and my kids have went to, you know, developments that are getting built and got out and looked at the houses or whatever. That's what he did. And he just ran off and went on, on his run. And they basically just ran him down. And I'm Real curious about the person that was recording. Why were you recording and looking like you kind of blocked him off from running and all this? And he was on TV with his lawyer earlier today saying that he's been receiving threats, his family or whatever, because we want to know what your involvement was. Why were you following them and recording and what took so long for this to come out? Well, I did see a little bit about that, and I think he's going to end up ultimately going down with them because he was a part of the chase. You know, in order for him to catch all that footage, he was following along behind them, and it was also reported that he had a gun as well. So you're right. Even though uh, we have a good gist of the story, we think that additional details will continue to roll out as this moves forward. And it should, and I was really surprised that they held them without bond. And like you said, I think it was because of all the community involvement and all the celebrities that came out. You know, they had uh, Kim uh, Kardashian Farrakhan X on it. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it did have a lot of high-profile people attaching themselves to that cause and awareness. And on behalf of his family, we appreciate that. Just last week when we reported the story, it was very different because during that time, our report shared that the family was dismayed at the lack of charges and attention toward that case. So, again, Pam, like you said, I think that the charges came about, the bond being denied, because everybody's watching. And I can't wait to hear how the father and son do what we're doing in jail and general population. I hope they don't have them in protective custody. I hope they put them out there with everybody. We'll serve them right. Well, Pam... As guidelines were issued to phase into the reopening of businesses and such, employees are being harassed and in some cases abused and worse for trying to keep their establishment safe. Some have even decided to close back up instead of dealing with the hassle. I saw a headline. It said, 
An off-duty Alabama police officer body slammed a Walmart customer after she refused to wear a face covering and became irate. The headline, in my opinion, was a little misleading. I read a little more into the story. And if you didn't read it, you may have sympathy for the woman. But the woman was arrested for disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and other, quote, alleged crimes. I don't know what that was about. But not just for her not having on a mask. It started when a store employee asked her to put on a mask before entering, And she, at that point, she started cursing out the customers, the employees, and then refused to leave the property. And that's what ultimately led to the confrontation with the police officer in which she was trying to put handcuffs on her, and she was fighting him. And he, I guess, put one of those police moves on her that appeared to be him slamming her to the ground. But people, look, if you don't want to wear a mask, that's on you. But you need to respect those that believe in the social responsibility of protecting themselves and others. If an establishment has worn a mask as a requirement and you don't want to wear one, it's easy. Don't go into that store. I saw last week where people were boycotting Costco because they want customers to wear masks. Right. And it's just as simple as if you don't want to wear it, then just don't go. Why go? not have it on, and then cause a scene. It makes no sense to go to jail for something that could easily been resolved. Right, and it gets worse than that. A woman has been arrested on suspicion of shooting a fast food worker and injuring others after they told her to leave a McDonald's restaurant in Oklahoma City. She entered the restaurant, Miss Woody, uh, that evening, despite the dining area being closed, because of coronavirus restrictions. The employees asked her to leave. She refused, got into a scuffle with one of them. They eventually forced her outside. She came back with a gun and started shooting, hit two employees. And this isn't the only violent incident. Three people are facing charges after killing a security guard over a face mask dispute. They're facing first-degree premeditated murder. The event happened last Friday in Flint, Michigan. The daughter and sister of the suspects attempted to enter a family dollar. They were turned away because they weren't wearing a face covering. So we have to understand that in some cities or states, according to the governor's orders, they have where you have to wear a mask if you're entering into a business. So this was the case by Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer requiring customers to wear a mask when they're shopping. So they were turned away from the family dollar. Security guard Calvin Merlin was enforcing that measure, and according to the reports, the guard's refusal to let the customers in the store prompted the mother to get into an argument with them, and later, her husband and adult son came back to the store and killed them. Now, that's that's too much. That's two incidents resulting in what I consider extreme violence because people don't want to adhere to the rules that are in place, and uh, it's still all surreal. That is, and I saw where the father and the son are still on the run. The mother is the only one that's being arrested and arraigned and charged with murder for her involvement. Why would you go back again for something Mm -hmm. so simple? They said that the security guard was disrespecting her, um, from what it seems like, she was the cause of it. The 
whole mask thing again, it could have been resolved. Well, it's surely not willing to take a life over nor trade your life, meaning you're going to spend a significant amount of time in prison over it. And so while the coronavirus is serious, deciding whether to wear a mask or not, in some places is your prerogative. In others, they have stricter guidelines. But it's not worth uh, doing bodily injury or even causing death to someone. Now, I saw Tarika, our own Tip and Tarika, posted for those that want to take the risk. That's on them. She says she hopes they have life insurance because she didn't go funding nothing. And while, you know, it was a joke, a little social media humor, it's not so far-fetched because it was reported that the coronavirus pandemic is making it harder for some Americans to get life insurance. Prudential has stopped sales of 30-year term life policies. Penn Mutual isn't selling to people over 70 and poor health. American International Group and Nationwide Mutual are capping the size of guaranteed universal life policies. So that's something we haven't talked about much, and I don't know if others have paid attention, that the impact of the virus far reaches beyond just the medical part or the medical side of it. You know, it affects a lot more. I mentioned earlier in the show how it's affected unemployment and the economy. It's going to affect how businesses make decisions moving forward. I also shared with the listeners earlier that the New York governor said with 521 people being hospitalized, 207 died this past Saturday. He feels like they're back to where they started. And then there Reports started leaking about multiple White House staff members testing positive for the coronavirus. President Trump's personal ballet, the vice president's spokeswoman, Katie Miller, and Ivanka Trump's personal assistant, who actually she's been teleworking for almost two months, but they all tested positive for COVID-19. Staff members are constantly interacting with each other. They move throughout the White House to have meetings and brief their bosses. And to top it off, they touch the same doorknobs, copying machines, equipment. And then, you know what? Our man, Dr. Anthony Fauci, became the third member of the COVID-19 task force to go into quarantine after possible exposure. Eleven Secret Service employees also tested positive, which put 60 of them in self-quarantine. So you can't tell me that this virus isn't hop, skipping, and jumping right on through that White House. Yes, we've talked about this many times. There's no way possible that the president and the vice president don't have it, or either they have the antidote or the vaccine or something, because Pence distinctly went into the veterans' hospital with no mask on or nothing, and they had plenty cases. And Trump, he walks around all day, every day with no mask on. So I don't know how they don't have it. But I will say that when Obama was in office, none of them ever caught the Ebola. Nobody. (laughs) Well, that's true. And it's a matter of definitely not practicing what you preach. And as we mentioned, some of these cases, and it makes sense. People are kind of confused about whether they should wear a mask or not if your leaders aren't wearing a mask. And, again, the same way that people were calling poison control, wondering if they could drink bleach or 
what was the other thing, uh, that medicine that he suggested, just different things. The leadership in this case, I think, is contributing to the confusion. Yeah, he's really confused. That Just throw the whole White House away. Just come back November, December. Start over. Just start over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, we're hopeful as most everyone else across the world that there's a vaccine, even preferably a vaccine over a cure, because if we get a vaccine, then we prevent things on the front end. Of course, a cure is acceptable, you know, because it helps us on the back end. But I encourage you to visit www.talkingwitht.com for links to the stories we share and to be fully informed. This show is different. And we are proud of still being able to say we have produced now, as of this week, 260 unique shows. Uh, we want everyone to hear. Isn't that something? And you know what, ma'am? This is May. So June will be our five-year anniversary, and we have to figure out what we're going to do for that celebration. Uh, we may still be quarantined, but we'll figure out if we can bring some celebration on air and have our listeners engage with us in that. But we want everyone to use good judgment and be safe and cautious. And, you know, I think for the month says survive and thrive. And I believe just that. We won't just survive this, but we will thrive on the other side of it. Pam, I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. All right, now. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But be reminded, you can call in with your thoughts or opinions to the Talking with T-Talk line. That's 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865-409-1170. You can also leave comments on TalkingWithT.com, share stories, or spill some tea. In the meantime and in between time, engage with us on social media and join our Facebook group, The Tea Room. If you have announcements, message Talking With Tea on social media or visit the webpage to contact us. Also, be sure to subscribe to Talking With Tea Daily, our online daily newspaper for your scoop of trending news. And for more Knoxville news, don't forget to check out The Enlightener, visit my other Facebook page, The Village of Knox, or stay tuned to Knoxville's only urban radio station, Jammin' 99.7. Thank you for tuning in to Talking With Tea, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking With Tea. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, tea will end with a quote. There are many moments when you think you won't survive. But then you do. Remember where you heard the word. Keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking with T.